Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful reality that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, amen, where would we be? Amen. We're so honored to have Pastor and Sister Short here tonight. Thank them for joining with us. And we're going to look into the Word of the Lord this evening. And I want to speak to you on this night of, of studying the Word of the Lord on the subject of faithfulness. Faithfulness. That's a, a good word. That's a big word. And it has, carries with it tremendous blessing, faithfulness. And so we're going to look to the book of Lamentations chapter 3. The book of Lamentations chapter 3. Now, the book of Lamentations um, is self-described. Don't have to really give you a lot of, a lot of uh, insight as to why it's called that. It is filled with lamentation. Uh, it is written, of course, by the prophet uh, Jeremiah, who is also known as the weeping prophet. Uh, his prophecies contain or concerned uh, the departure of Israel from the Lord and the consequences that will arise from that departure from the Lord. And so we look at what he wrote and see that he had a direct word from the Lord for the people uh, of Israel, and often it involved weeping and it involved lamentation. The thing I love about the book of Lamentations is that right in the middle of it, it's got five chapters and, and, and they're all filled with a tremendous amount of lamentation, but there are a few verses right in the middle of it that break the, the, the cycle of the lamentation with some praise to the Lord. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22. Uh, this is what the word of the Lord says. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, hallelujah. Could we just give the Lord some praise for that? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many know that the faithfulness of God is great? How many know that the faithfulness of God will never fail you? And this is what the word of the Lord teaches us. He said, thy mercies are new every morning. And when he teaches us this, he is explaining to us that the... Mercies are new every morning, and that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And the reason we are not consumed is because His compassions, they fail not. The Lord never fails to be compassionate. He is compassionate toward those who are in need. And He can't, he can't withhold His compassion. He won't withhold His compassion upon those who seek for his mercy. What a great thing to be able to, to live in a span of God's grace. And I pray that each and every person who hears of his amazing grace will take full opportunity to experience the grace and the mercy of the Lord. And so uh, we're looking into this because when I speak of the word faithfulness or of the word faithful, uh, things come to mind immediately. If I were to, to talk about the word faithful, uh, marriage comes to mind. Uh, you think of a faithful spouse. 
Faithfulness has to do with stability. It has to do with strength. It has to do with morality. It has to do with integrity. And so if we're to speak of faithfulness immediately, what comes to mind is faithfulness in marriage. It is important that you and I be faithful in our marriages and that we exhibit faithfulness to our spouse. Now, this faithfulness means that you are going to love one another and be there for one another in sickness and in health, for better and for worse. Amen. You're going to be there when things are going good and things aren't going so good. And you're going to, you're going to love one another and you're going to uh, submit yourself one to another in the fear of the Lord and, and be faithful unto one another. If I were to use the word faithful, another thing that comes to mind is, is especially in the, the mind of a, a, a Bible-believing Christian, faithfulness in the house of God. Faithfulness to the house of God. A, a faithful saint of God. You ever hear that term, a faithful saint of God? Uh, we'll say that of someone who is, who is prayerful, one who, is, who will attend to the house of the Lord, one who will support the work of the Lord both with their time and with their treasure and with their energies. You don't have to worry about whether they're going to be whether they're going to be dedicated to God, they're a faithful saint of God. And they're going to be there just as they would in their marriage, for better or for worse. They're going to be there in good times and in bad. They're going to be there in sickness and in health. They're going to, to serve the Lord. They don't just serve the Lord when things are going well, but they serve the Lord at all times. The scripture said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So a faithful saint of God is someone that is going to, to serve the Lord in tithe and offering. Serve the Lord in prayer and fasting. Serve the Lord in obedience. Serve the Lord in loyalty to the things of God and to the people of God. They're going to be kind and compassionate. Uh, they're not going to be perfect. Don't misunderstand me. This doesn't mean that they're never going to have a bad day. This doesn't mean that they're never going to struggle. But it does mean that even when they're struggling, they're going to serve the Lord. I want to say that again. It means that even when they're struggling, they're going to serve the Lord. See, you, you, thought, you thought you were only serving the Lord when you weren't struggling. You thought your struggle, or some thought maybe, that their struggle indicated that they weren't serving the Lord. But, but you are serving the Lord. Make up in your mind you're going to serve the Lord even if you struggle. And, and that is faithfulness. It's, it's stability. It's integrity. It is strength. It is, it is faithfulness. Uh, you might speak of faithfulness in terms of the workplace. Someone may say of you that you are a faithful worker. That you are faithful in your job, faithful in what God has called you to do. Everything that you do, do it as unto the Lord. Don't see your life as being compartmentalized into different, different uh, things or places or events. I'm 
this when I go to church. I'm that when I'm sitting in my living room. And I'm this when I'm at work. And I'm that when I'm in public and what have you. Be faithful unto the Lord everywhere that you are. And, uh, and concentrate on the things that God has called you to do. And when you do it, it's not separate from your ministry. It's not separate from your Christian walk. It is a part of your Christian walk. Be faithful at your job. Be faithful at work. Be faithful and be a good servant of the Lord. And show yourself faithful to those uh, to whom you answer. And to those for whom you are responsible. Show yourself faithful unto them. Uh, faithfulness to be kind and to be considerate of people. You know, don't, don't gauge your uh, kindness on how you feel on a given day. You know, you don't want to just see people and, and, and your reaction to them be a negative reaction because you've had other things that haven't gone so well that day. Bring yourself together. Let the Lord shine his grace upon you. Be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. It didn't say be ye kind one another to one another every other Tuesday. Or be ye kind one to another the, the day after payday. It said be ye kind one to another. Be faithful in your kindness. Be faithful in your consideration of other people. Amen. Faithful in your marriage, faithful on the job, faithful at the house of the Lord and to the house of the Lord and to the people of the Lord. Faithful in your kindness and consideration of others. Faithful in your home to your children. Be stable in your home and to your children. Be a faithful person in your world so that others can count on you, so they can rely on you. So they know that you are a person that's going to stand the test of character and integrity. They don't have to question where you stand. They know where you stand. And you prove it time and time and time again. And, and if, you have, if you have not lived up to what I've described, hey, start tonight. And don't be discouraged by past mistakes and failures. But, but let all of that be a learning experience and let God bless you, amen, to move forward in him and to be faithful unto him in all that you say and all that you do and with all uh, with whom you interact. And so, so faithfulness is so important. But the reason that we can be faithful in our marriage, in our home, in our church, in our job, and in our interactions with neighbors and with our interactions with even, even our enemies be faithful unto the Lord. In your interactions with those maybe that have wronged you. Be faithful to forgive. The reason we can do that is because faithfulness comes from God. Faithfulness is not something that's generated in and of ourselves. Look at the word. Full of faith. That's what faithfulness is. It is being full of faith. Not having just a little measure, but you have wisely invested that measure of faith that God has given you. You have invested it into obeying the word of God. You have invested it into believing the word of the Lord. And as a result, that small measure of faith that God gave you 
has grown into great faith to where you are full of faith. You know how an individual can grow to the point that they worship God in spite of what they may be facing? Because their faith has grown. It has been tested and tried. It has been pushed to the brink many times only to, only to be exercised and to be strengthened and to come to the knowledge over and over again that the Lord will never leave us and the Lord will never forsake us. He is with us even under the ends of the earth. Oh, praise His holy name. I'm grateful to God for the saints of God who are faithful, who are full of faith. That doesn't mean they never weep. That doesn't mean they never doubt. That doesn't mean they never have a hard time believing. But their faith is so exercised that even when they have a hard time believing, they know where their help comes from. And they know that if they'll pour their faith in God, it may not feel like it right now, but if I pour my faith in God, he will come through for me. Oh, hallelujah. Be faithful unto the Lord. Glory to God. Be full of faith. Be full of faith. And so faithfulness comes from the Lord. Lamentations chapter 3 explains that. It explains that, that great is the Lord's faithfulness. His mercies are such that we are not consumed and his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. I want to read to you the passage of Scripture that leads us to those few verses in Lamentations where praise is given to the Lord. Because the whole chapter is not a chapter of praise. The whole chapter is a chapter of, of, of lamentation. As a matter of fact, I've broken it up into three parts, the passage that I'm going to read to you. The first part is a, a presentation of the writer's pain and problems in life and he is clearly suffering and he feels as if he is suffering under the hand of God and he doesn't see much hope I'm going to read to you follow with me if you will verse 1 I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath he hath led me and brought me into darkness but not into light Surely against me is he turned. He turneth his hand against me all the day. My flesh, my skin hath he made old. He hath broken my bones. He hath builded against me and compassed me with gall and travail. Now, make no mistake about it. This is a, this is a reference, of course, to the suffering of the Messiah. This is messianic prophecy they are they which testify of me jesus says so when you read this kind of utter desolation you're 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 looking at a reference to when jesus was was desolate upon that cross of calvary but he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us he is the high priest who can feel our infirmities he is touched by the feelings of our infirmities so, so not only is this a picture of Jesus on the cross, but this may even relate to where you are right now. He said, I was compassed with gall and travail. He hath set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. 
He hath hedged me about that I cannot get out. He hath made my chain heavy. Also when I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stone. He hath made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait and as a lion in secret places. He hath turned aside my ways, pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. He hath bent his bow, set me as a mark for the arrow. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a derision or a, 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 I was a laughing stock to all my people, and I was their song all the day. He hath filled me with bitterness. He hath made me drunken with wormwood. He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes. Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine afflictions and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. He is describing total despondency and says, I, 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 it's wormwood, it's gall, it's bitterness, it's derision, it's brokenness. I'm, he hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. He hath set me as the mark for his arrow. And, and you don't know how many times I've talked with people and they've, they, they've brought a, a challenge, and, and myself included, and, and, and the response is, well, let's, this is what you need to do, and you need to go to God, and you need to pray, and they say, I've done that. Hey, I've done that. What do you think this is? You don't think I know to pray about it? You don't think I know to bring it to God? What do you think I'm doing here talking to you, Pastor? I'm trying to get a hold of God. And, and, and sometimes you almost don't know what to respond with because you know this is the answer, but, but you, you cry and you shout, and it feels like he shouted out the prayer. But, but notice what he said in verse Number 20, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. See, that was the point all along. My soul is humbled in me. And once you get to verse 20, now God can begin to work with you. My soul is humbled in me. Verse 21, he said, this I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. And here's what he calls, recalls to his mind. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. And they are new every morning. His mercy and his compassion is new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Do you see what happened? The first 20 verses, he's explaining all of the problems and all of the pain and all of the difficulty that he's having. And it feels like God is against him. And it feels like he can't catch a break. And he feels like God's not hearing his prayer. And he's calling on the Lord. And he's calling on the Lord. And it's like God put a bullseye on him. And he's got his arrows directed at him. But, but then all of a sudden, his soul humbles. 
And he begins to consider that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. And, and, and even though he feels like his prayer is shut out, and even though he feels like he's got a bullseye put on him by God, and even though he feels like his teeth are broken with gravel stones, he says, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. In other words, do you know what he's saying when he says the Lord is my portion? He's saying, I don't need another portion. I may not have gotten the promotion. That's all right. The Lord is my portion. I may not have inherited the land. That's all right. The Lord is my portion. I, I may not have the advantages other people around me have. That's all right with me. My soul is humbled. It's of the Lord's mercies I'm not consumed. Great is his faithfulness. His compassions fail not. The Lord is all I need. God is doing a work in the writer's soul. Because he, 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 all he could think about was the lamentation about how bad things have gotten. How problematic life is. But when he began to think of the Lord's mercies. Hallelujah. How am I not already consumed? I've got a mark on me that the arrows are flying toward. I'm held in derision by all the people. They make songs mocking me. He said that I, I, I'm hedged in that I can't get out. I've got a big heavy chain on me. He hath compassed me with gall and travail. How am I not already consumed? Because of the Lord's mercies. And because his compassions, they fail not. Great is the faithfulness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. I wonder, I wonder if there's anybody going through some bad stuff right now that you can take a moment and come away with God to a place of thanksgiving and look around and say, but look, the Lord was merciful here and the Lord was merciful there and I deserve punishment here, but God was compassionate toward me. compassions they fail not they're new every morning great is the faithfulness of the Lord now his perspective begins to change and this is important for us to to see notice what he said he said the Lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him his, his, his situation has not changed. He's still got a heavy chain on him. He's still compassed about with gall and, and travail. He's still got wormwood and, 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 he's, and he's got bitterness all around him. And he's got, he's got problems. He's got a bullseye on him. And he's still held in derision by the people. But he said the Lord is good to them that wait for him. He's good to the soul that seeketh him. Listen to what he said. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. I, I, I would love it if this big heavy chain would get off of me. 
But you know what? It isn't off of me. So I'm going to hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. And I may have a chain on my neck and a bullseye on my back. And you might write songs that mock me. But if you think it's going to keep me from giving my praise to God, you have another thing coming. He's been faithful, so I'm going to be faithful. His compassions fail not, so my worship is not going to fail. Hallelujah. His mercies have, have helped me, strengthened me, encouraged me. I'm going to give him the praise for which he is worthy. He said, he said, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke of his youth. You're bearing the yoke. And you don't want to bear the yoke. It's heavy. It's cumbersome. And I don't know what the yoke is. I don't know what, I don't know what it is that's, that's draped over your shoulders. That, 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 that makes you have to just go to the field every single day. Like an ox in a yoke. And you feel like you labor under that weight constantly. He stopped bewailing that and bemoaning that. His perspective has changed when he considered the faithfulness of God. And now he says, it's good. It's good that a man bear the yoke in his youth. It's good that a man should hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It, it, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Notice what he said. He that sitteth alone and keepeth silence. Anybody ever been there when you were all alone? And it was all quiet around you? Why? Because he hath borne the yoke upon him. You come into the house of God, you got a big smile on your face. Praise the Lord, brother. God bless you, sister. How's everything going? Fine. Lord, forgive me for lying. Just perfect. Lord, forgive me for lying again. How, you, how, you, how, how things been going? If they got any better, I'd just, you know, be in heaven. Lord, forgive me for lying and let me go to heaven one day and don't hold that against me. And then you go home, and you bear the yoke in silence. And you quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. And you hope, you hope. And, and the writer is saying, that's good. That's a good thing. There's something happening in your life. Woo. Hey, I'm, I'm going to give you four words, okay? I'm going to give you four words. And, and I'm going to add two more to them, but, but, but I'm going to give you four words. Here they are. Great is your reward. Now, I'm going to add two more. Great is your reward in heaven. Don't stop being faithful. Don't quit. Don't turn around. Don't backslide. Don't get bitter. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't throw in the towel at work. Don't get a bad attitude. Don't start holding grudges. Quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Hope thou in God. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. I'm talking to people who are bearing a heavy yoke. I'm talking to people who are bearing a heavy chain. And, and the writer of Lamentations is saying, it's, it's good. It's good that you bear that yoke. It's good that you carry that chain. It's good sometimes that you sit alone and keep silence because you're bearing this yoke. Listen to what he said about those who are bearing this yoke. He putteth his mouth in the dust. If so be, there may be hope. There are some things that you do to protect your family, to protect your marriage, to protect your soul, to protect your walk with God. And it feels like you've got your mouth in the dust. It's uncomfortable. It's inconvenient. It doesn't, it doesn't at all appeal to what your goals in this carnal, worldly life may be. Notice to what he says. Notice what he said. He giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him. This is the reference to turning the other cheek before Jesus uttered it. He is filled full with reproach. But notice what he said in verse 31. For the Lord will not cast off forever. You have to remember that. You have to remember when your mouth is in the dust. You have to remember when you're bearing the heavy yoke. You have to remember when you're keeping silent and you're suffering through this. You have to remember when you're going through this dark period in your life that the Lord will not cast off forever. Hallelujah. Though he cause grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he doth not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men to crush under his feet all the prisoners of the earth, to turn aside the right of a man before the Most High, to subvert a man in his cause, the Lord approveth not. Some of this treachery that you're going through, God does not approve of it. Some of these problems that have arisen in your life, God is not in approval of them, but he is allowing it to occur. And you have an opportunity to either give up, throw in the towel, get mad, get bitter, get angry with God, get angry with his people, or stay faithful. And I'm going to tell you that if you will stay faithful, you have never seen blessings like the blessings that will come upon you because of faithfulness. And the faithfulness, faithfulness is not of your power. It is of the Lord's power. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. Who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commandeth it not? Out of, the mouth, out of the mouth of the Most High proceedeth not evil and good. Wherefore doth a living man complain? A man for the punishment for his sins. Listen to this. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands Unto God in the heavens. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. I got this heavy chain on me. I got this bullseye on me. 
I've got people laughing at me. I've made a fool of myself. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I'm, I've compassed about and I can't get out. I've got gall. I've got travail. I've got wormwood. It's bitter all around me. And he has enclosed my ways and my paths are made crooked. He's been like a bear. He's been like a lion. Okay, I'm done complaining. Now I'm going to stop because my soul is humbled in me. And I'm going to consider how in the world am I not already consumed. Ah, it is of the Lord's mercies. Because his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Now, 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 because I've understood that, I want to explain to you. I can tell God's doing something in my life. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. To the soul that seeketh him. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. I will hope in him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke of his youth. He sitteth alone and keepeth silence. He putteth his mouth in the dust. If so be, there may be hope. He giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him. He is filled with reproach. But I do all of that because I understand the Lord will not cast off forever. One day, I'm going to walk into his presence and everything is going to change. Zechariah, in the, in the, in the, the, the father of John the Baptist, he was the father of John the Baptist, but his wife, before John the Baptist was born, was unable to have children. He and she, Zacharias and Elizabeth, were old and stricken in years. But the Bible said that his lot in the priesthood was to offer incense unto the Lord. That incense is a type of our praise. Sending up the incense unto the Lord is Sending up a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. Zacharias' job in the priesthood was to go in and offer praise unto the Lord. He's old and stricken in years. He wanted a baby. God never provided it. But he never stopped walking into the temple and offering praise unto the Lord. His wife would weep and lament and grieve the fact that they never were able to, to start their family. But he never stopped walking into the temple of the Lord and offering praise unto God. It was his lot in the priesthood. It was the order that God had given him. And he never failed. He went in faithfully to offer incense unto the Lord continually, good days and bad days, answered prayers and unanswered prayers. He bore that heavy chain. People would laugh at him perhaps as he walked in. Why do you continue to fulfill your role when the God you're calling to has never even answered your prayer? But he kept offering incense unto the Lord. And one day, while he walked into the temple of the Lord, the Bible said there was an angel standing at the right side of the altar. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. You just keep coming into his presence. You just keep walking in and giving him praise. 
Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether he's answered your prayer or he's not answered your prayer. It doesn't matter whether you're bearing the heavy yoke or you're not bearing the heavy yoke. Just keep offering him praise. If your mouth is in the dust, give him praise. If you got a bullseye on your back, give him praise. Worship him in your marriage and worship him on the workplace and worship him in the house of God and worship him in your finances and worship him in your dedication and worship him. Be faithful unto him and one day you're going to find an angel on the right side of that altar one day there's going to be an angel of the Lord a manifestation of God it'll be a day like any other day it'll be a day like every other day you'll walk in unsuspecting you're just there to give God praise because his faithfulness is great Because his compassions don't fail. Because his mercies have sustained you. Hallelujah. And you're going to see angels. And the angel's going to have a message. You know the angel's message to Zacharias was, the Lord has heard your cry. He's going to give your wife a son. His name is going to be John. And Zacharias was like, that is impossible. There's no way that's going to happen. I don't know if you, have you seen my birth certificate? Let me show you a couple details on this. And, and, and he started speaking doubt and disbelief. And you know what the Lord did? The Lord silenced him. He wasn't allowed to speak for the duration of her pregnancy. He couldn't talk. He went, he went mute. He was unable to speak. And let me tell you something. If all you can speak is doubt, be quiet. Ah, Lord, I, I, you know, sometimes the Lord needs to just shut our mouths for us. Because he's trying to give us miracles and we're saying, there's no way he could do that. There's no way he could do that with me. Oh, he could do it with somebody, but he couldn't do it with me. The Lord just needs to put his hand, that glorious hand over our mouth. Just be quiet. Just don't say another word. If you can't give him praise, don't say anything. If you can't speak life, stop talking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, use your tongue to magnify the Lord. Use your tongue, use your lips, use your mouth to glorify his name. I will be blessed. My family will be blessed. We will see miracles. We'll see the abundance of God overflow in our lives. Yes, we will. He's going to bless my wife. He's going to bless my children. He's going to bless our home because he's faithful. He's faithful. Come on, speak healing. Speak victory. Speak life. Speak power. Speak the blessing of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. They were, they were, they were going to name the baby. And, and he had heard the angel of the Lord say his name will be John. Now, we got, a lot of, we got a lot of Johns now, but they didn't then. It was an unusual name back then. It's become a popular name because of this guy. And so they're saying, 
what are we going to name the baby? And Zacharias is over there listening, and somebody said, I know. We'll name him Zacharias Jr. And Zacharias said, no. no. And they said, that's a perfect name. We'll name him Zacharias Jr. We'll call him Little Zacky. And they, he said, He's trying to lip sync. He's trying to mime and pantomime. And, and they're not getting it. Finally, he asks for some parchment and a quill, I guess. I don't know. He asked for something to write. And he inscribed the name. His name shall be John. And the moment he agreed with God, the tongue of his, the, the, the string of his tongue was loose. I'm going to tell you, don't start talking till you agree with God. And once you agree with God, sing, preach, teach, proclaim, declare, profess, shout it on the hilltops, go tell it on the mountain, tell it in the valley. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I agree with God. That's why I'm going to be faithful unto him. He said I will be blessed. I agree with God. It doesn't matter what's going on in my world. Let God be true and every man a liar. I agree with God. And I'm going to have faith in his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 1. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Don't you know that's what we have to be? Stewards of the mysteries of God. There are the mysteries of God that exist in our world. We have to steward them properly. Manage them. We have to be a wise distributor of them. <laughs> that marriage, we talked about it Sunday, is a mystery of God. Steward it. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. That, that, that principle of tithing, give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running ever. Don't even ask me how that works. It just does. Don't doubt it. Be a steward of that mystery. Hallelujah. In this Ready Now campaign, we've had families who have brought their children together and said, all right, lay your hands on the offering. We're going to pray over it together in the name of Jesus. And we're going to put this seed in the field. And we're going to watch it grow. And we're going to give God glory. What are they doing? They're revealing the mysteries of God to their children. 
Be a steward of the mystery of prayer. How does prayer work? Don't doubt it. Steward it. Be an example of it. Be a servant of the Lord in prayer. Be a steward of fasting. Be a steward of attending the house of God. Be a steward of worshiping His name. I don't know how to explain it. All I know, Pastor Short, is that when I give Him praise, the blessing comes down. I don't know how to explain it, but but when I begin to thank Him, there's a gateway that opens up to me and I enter into His presence and I step away from discouragement. I step away from doubt. I step away from disbelief and I walk into the glorious presence of God. Be a steward of that mystery. He goes on in verse 2 to say, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Don't expect the mystery to work if you don't execute it faithfully. You don't do it once and expect that to be a little magic trick. No, no, no. You faithfully execute it. You put the seed in the ground and wait for the rain. And when the rain doesn't fall, you put more seed into the ground and wait for the rain. And when the rain still doesn't fall, you put more seed in the ground. Hallelujah. You say, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to fill my mouth with dust and I feel a heavy chain and I, I feel like I've got a yoke on me. That's good. That's good. You're in a good place because the lower you go, the greater he's going to lift you. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you're you're going through a crisis or a trial right now, I want you to know God is going to turn it around for the good. And when he does, it's going to blow your mind. If you're faithful unto him. Hallelujah. Oh, too many people have quit just when God was going to bless them. Too many people have thrown in the towel and given up just before God was going to bless them. Matthew chapter 25, and I'm coming to a close. Matthew chapter 25, this great account of the Lord giving us an example of how he blesses his servants. He gave one talent, two talents, and five talents. Listen to what he said to the two-talented servant who wisely invested his talent into the five-talented servant. Verse 20, He that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful Over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. I don't have much, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have much. But I do have a few things. Lord, help me be faithful over these few things you've given me. Help me to be a good steward, Lord, of these precious mysteries you've entrusted to my care. Lord, I know that if I can be faithful over these few things, you'll bless me as ruler over many things. And I want you to know tonight, don't give up in this 
that you're involved with, these few things that trouble you, these few things that weigh you down, these few things that you feel like you'll never develop the mastery over, just, just keep being faithful unto God. Keep praying about it. Keep coming to church. Keep lifting up his name. Keep witnessing to lost souls. Keep being a good example. Keep being faithful to your spouse. I rebuke every devil in hell that tries to destroy a marriage or that tries to destroy a relationship or that tries to destroy a friendship. I rebuke every devil in hell that tries to destroy your faith in God, that tries to destroy the love that you have for one another in Jesus' name. Keep being faithful. And he'll make you ruler. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our hands unto the Lord right now. Glory to God. Great is the faithfulness of God. Great is the faithfulness of God. Great is the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great is the faithfulness of God. I need some folks that know he's faithful to give him praise like he's a faithful God right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, yes. Come on, I need some perspectives to change. I need some perspectives to change right now. Hallelujah. You've had a woe is me perspective. You've had a perspective that said it's wrong. It's all wrong. I can't get ahead. I can't get out. It's problem here and problem there. It's time to think about the Lord's mercies. It's time to think about the Lord's compassion. It's time to think about the Lord's faithfulness and let him shift your perspective. Hallelujah. To one that says you know what? It's all right. It's all right if I, if I bear this heavy yoke. It's, it's all right if I, if, I, if I sit alone and keep silence. It is good that a man hope in the Lord and quietly wait for salvation. It's a good thing that I am going through this because the Lord is faithful. And I don't know how, but He's going to turn this. He's going to turn this. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what? I want to thank God for every faithful saint of the Lord that's in this house tonight. And I wonder if you could stand to your feet with me and just say, Lord, you've been faithful to me. And I'm going to continue being faithful to you. Hey, listen, I know you're not perfect and I'm not either. But you've been faithful to God. You're here. You're worshiping his name. The devil didn't steal your faith. The devil didn't steal your hope. Look at you. Look at you with your hands raised. Oh, I know he's trying to bring up your past. He's trying to bring up times when you failed. But look at you right now. Your hope is in the Lord. Your hope is in the Lord. Oh, God. Lord, help us to be faithful every day. Help us to be faithful through this year. Help us to be faithful to your work. Help us to be faithful in prayer. Help us to be faithful in love. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As we sing unto the Lord and, and, and worship his name, I want you just to reach out to him. You're welcome to come to the front of this house if you'd like. Hallelujah, you're welcome to pray right where you are. But let's just revel in the faithfulness of God for a little while. He's faithful to deliver. He's faithful to save.
He's faithful to heal. Yes, He is. You are good, Lord. Your mercy is forever.
together right now all across this building could you just give him a wave offering hallelujah just give him a wave offering lift your heart unto the Lord come on let's clap our hands unto him and give him praise and give him praise and give him praise thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. I want you to know today that the Lord loves you. And whatever you're facing, I want you to understand that as you face it. The Lord loves you. Can we just, could we just say that right now? The Lord loves me. He is for me, not against me. He is working this out for my good. He's working this after the counsel of his own will. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I put my life in the hands of the Lord. And He loves me with an everlasting love. He is faithful unto me. Let's lift up our praise unto Him one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.